here we are on a Friday. I love this music, especially on a Friday, because you know it's Friday. Time for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Standing by, realty expert John Brodeen is back in the studio, and we're going to talk with John in just a minute. Look, if you're feeling cramped, uncramp yourself. And you won't feel overwhelmed by the idea of selling your home while you buy another. And you won't come down with a case of the, oh no, what have we done? Because our network agents have the expertise to see you through the entire journey and get your family where they need to be. Now, let's go get you home. All right, we are back in the studio with uh, realty expert John Brodeen with Berkshire Hathaway. Now, uh, John, I heard uh, Berkshire Hathaway just had your big holiday party the other night. And yeah. that's the thing about Berkshire Hathaway. When you guys do it, you do it upright. They do. They do. Yeah. It's a, it's always a really good time. It's good. A, it's an awesome bunch of people that we have. So whenever we get together, especially outside of work for anything, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, you hear a lot of people with their jobs say, well, it's a family. And usually it's not, but it pretty much is uh, with you guys, isn't it? Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I want to talk about closing costs. It seems like there's so much confusion with closing costs. Now, what, since you're the expert, are closing costs and who pays for these? Okay. So yes, there's a ton of confusion around this for good reason, because people will use the word closing costs and they're referring to one of three things. So closing costs can mean multiple things. It can mean closing cost assistance that the seller pays out of their proceeds to the buyer to lower the buyer's cash to close. It could mean the seller's closing costs, which consist of the prorated property taxes, uh, prorated, um, or sorry, prorated property taxes, half of the title work, and the real estate commissions. Or it could mean the buyer's closing costs, which is the other half of the title insurance, the other half of the prorated property taxes, and the lender origination fee. So, um, yeah, it, it it is quite. You're confusing. confusing me. I know, I know. So to simplify, <laughs> okay, there's buyer's closing costs, which the buyer has to come up with in addition to their down payment in order to close. There's seller's closing costs, which comes out of the seller's proceeds in order to close, and then occasionally the seller will contribute some of their proceeds back to the buyer in the form of closing cost assistance to help lower the buyer's closing costs. Okay, so somebody will say. Yeah, we want to sell it, but uh, we want the buyer to pay all the closing costs. Well, the buyer is not going to pay your closing costs as a seller. Mm-hmm. They might pay all of their own closing costs and not ask you for any closing cost assistance. But you still have your closing costs as a seller. You have your half the title work, uh, your prorated property taxes for the portion of the year that you lived in the house, and you have both sides of the real estate commissions. So, yeah, they're, they're separate. there are separate charges on each side. It's not just one big lump that's closing costs that somebody has to decide who pays it or they okay so when when something like that say you've got the buyer and the seller Mm -hmm. and they're going back and forth on who's going to cover all this stuff is is that where you as a realty expert do you come in as kind of a mediator or do you let those guys figure that out on their own um yeah so if i'm if i'm uh you know brokering either one side or both sides of the transaction it's mainly just about educating them Mm -hmm. on what charges go to what party and how we're going to handle it Usually the way to handle it when a buyer, if a buyer wants some closing cost assistance because they've got their down payment, which is a big chunk, and then they've got their closing costs, you know, uh, upfront homeowners insurance, prorated property taxes, half the title fees, lender origination. If they want some help to lower their out-of-pocket at closing, 
you know, they might ask the seller for 4,000 bucks in closing cost assistance. Um, you know, something that was a reasonable offer. Now, if they're asking for 4,000 closing costs, now it's less of a reasonable offer. So maybe they have to up their offer 4,000, um, to make it an acceptable offer, uh, in order to offset what they're asking for in the form of closing cost assistance. Cause both, both discounts on the price and seller paid closing costs that they're paying to the buyer, uh, come out of the seller's proceeds. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so is there kind of a way to fidget this a little bit? Because when I bought my last house, um, it needed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So we worked out a deal and I don't know how this all went down. Um, my realtor at the time now has since passed, but, um, I know after this, the buyer got their check from our lending company, then they, or the seller, uh, once we paid them, or once mm-hmm. they got paid, then they gave us a chunk of money back. Uh, and that was for different flooring because it was all pretty crappy. Um, but there's that's a way to help cover those costs like you're talking about. Now, is that a normal thing or probably not? Or who knows if it was even legal? Yeah, yeah. So, well, we're on, we're on record now. So yeah. just kidding. Um, well, my house is paid off, so ha, yeah, ha, ha. They, they can't come after you now. So um, what you're describing is less typical. Um, okay. So what you're saying is after the closing, after the funds had been uh, dispersed, mm-hmm. they wrote you a personal check yes. back. Yes. Okay. So that's a less common way of doing things. Um, you do see it every now and then where the buyer agrees to, or the buyer agrees to buy the sellers like snowblower or patio set mm-hmm. or some furniture mm-hmm. and write them a personal check because we don't want to make that a part of the purchase agreement. Okay. Um, as far as like a, the seller writing the buyer a check, that's less common. Um, there's limits on the amount of closing cost assistance you can get. Okay. Like, so you might be with certain loan types, you're limited to get 3% of the purchase price in closing cost assistance. Um, and usually it's going to be on the HUD, which is the closing disclosure. Okay. That's, that's pretty much how it's always going to be that the seller is contributing X amount back to the buyer. Um, and it shows up as a credit on the buyer's closing disclosure, and it clo- shows up as a debit on the seller's closing disclosure. Okay. So. Uh, and, and when you mentioned that, I do have a good friend that bought a place here a few years back and uh, just out of town a ways, but um, big yard, uh, almost like a farm. Okay. Um, but a lot of things were included in the sale, like uh, lawnmowers, tractors, yeah. those kind of things. And uh, they all just stayed right there. I mean, it was a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Sometimes the lender will make you write something in there that these things are included at no added value. Mm-hmm. Basically, the lender doesn't want to be given a 30-year loan on a lawnmower. Sure, yeah. sure. So um, so you can just say that, yeah, they're included, but at no additional value or something like that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, there are creative ways to do these sort of things. Um, it's just, it's less typical and, you know, I, I don't know the legality of it, mm-hmm. legality of it. Um, that'd be something for a lawyer. A lawyer sure. would probably be able to answer that as well. Maybe. Okay. But, so yeah. with, with everybody is, you know, with all the confusion about closing costs, do you find, does this scare people? I mean, does it scare them away when they finally, you know, do they, is it so bad where they go, well, fine, I'm just going to stay in my apartment then? Because it's really, I don't think it's scary and as confusing as people make it out to be. No, it's not as scary and confusing as you make it out to be. If you waited too long to get in touch with your lender and realtor where you just think that, okay, so my down, I'm buying a $300,000 house and my down payment's going to be uh, whatever, 
uh, oh, what's I should have picked easier numbers. You're buying a hundred thousand dollar house. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and your down payment is going to be five thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. they think that the day that they save up five thousand dollars, they're going to be able to buy a house. And then they finally save that up, but they've never gotten in touch with any experts, so they don't know that there's more that you have to pay for in addition to just your down payment, mm-hmm. like escrowing for taxes and insurance, lender origination fee, title work. So, you know, that amount is probably going to be about 3% of the purchase price, so 3000 additional dollars. So if they waited too long to talk to a professional, that could come as kind of an unpleasant surprise that they have to come out of pocket more with it. Now, it's not impossible because we could, you know, write up the offer that, if, if it's $100,000, we think it's going to sell fast. We offer them $103,000 with 3,000 closing cost assistance. We're still offering them full asking price. The buyer is just able to wrap that extra $3,000 into their 30-year loan, mm-hmm. um, and it just has to appraise at $103,000 now. Yeah, so. and when you, you, you talk about some of these things, uh, like house insurance and things like that, um, that shouldn't scare people away because that all just gets lumped in with a mortgage. Um, I I guess I really didn't quite understand that until I paid my house off and all of a sudden my property taxes were due. And it's like, wait a minute, I've never had to do this before. So it's all in there. It's not like if you buy a house, that house is going to come with five different payment books. Yeah, no, you're going to have one payment. And the reason you have to pay those things up front is you're going to actually write a check for the first year of homeowner's insurance Mm -hmm. up front. And then they make you put a certain amount into escrow to begin saving for the property taxes. And then you continue saving more each month so that you have enough in that account where they automatically pay your property taxes on time mm-hmm. for you yep. the following year. Yeah. So, so, so really it, it's not that confusing. No, 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 not that confusing. If you talk to somebody early, I could see how it would be a bit of a letdown if somebody has never talked to a professional and just doesn't know these things. Right. And, and just, and breaking it down, you know, it's the, the confusing part for a lot of people is really, there's, there's three different things that closing costs could mean. So if they're using the word and nobody has any idea which part of the closing costs they're referring to, that's where it can lead to some confusion. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's good when I'm explaining it to somebody, I'm going to try to specify like, hey, these, you know, depending on which party they are in the transaction. Right. How that works. And, and, and again, I mean, I know this is like beating a dead horse because we talk about it all the time. But uh, you had mentioned, uh, say you need $5,000 to get into your first house. So you've been saving for six months or whatever it takes you. And you think, okay, I'm ready to go now. And then you find out, well, no, I'm not quite ready yet. And, and it, like you said, too, it, that could be a big letdown. I mean, yeah. that could be a heartbreaker for people. That's why it's so important to get a hold of a realty expert way earlier than you're thinking about getting in there. Yep, 100%. And I would not recommend somebody dump their whole life savings into a down payment on a house. Mm -hmm. It's much better to make a specific fund for your house uh, down payment that you dump money into. You still have a savings account in addition to that um, so that you're not completely broke when you buy the house. you know, because it's good to have a little cushion. Now Now that you're a homeowner, you have the responsibility of being a homeowner and you want to, you know, there's warranties and stuff that you can get that cover big things that go out. Um, but you still want to have some cushion um, to be able to fix things as they come up and, you know, moving and decorating and all that stuff. People don't realize how much they're going to spend, especially mm-hmm. if they're buying a fixer upper. Oh, yeah, especially with cost of materials and, yeah. and lumber and all of that stuff right now. Uh, oof, yeah. A lot of hopeful first-time home buyers underestimate how much money it's going to cost to fix up a house, especially if they don't have any background in construction, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, don't be afraid. You know, these people, um, if, when you hear some of these things and you, and we talk about confusion and stuff, 
All they got to do is get a hold of you, yep. and, and and you can set them straight or or ease their confusion, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but that's why you go to a realty expert like you, because I mean. I've learned a ton from you guys. Yeah, that's good. And I love doing that. I, I love explaining these things. You know, um, I, I love the excitement that comes from somebody buying their first house, you mm-hmm. know, watching them go through that process. It's a big milestone in their life. And, you know, I feel kind of lucky to be able to be a part of it and help them and hold their hand through the whole thing. So. Yeah. And if somebody comes to you and say, this is what we're looking at down the line here, uh, don't shy away from the fact that, okay, John Brodine uh, steered us in the right direction. I'll get a hold of them again in six or eight months. Uh, I'm sure people are thinking to themselves, I don't want to do that to the guy after he did all that work, but that's just kind of the way it goes. Yeah. I'm always available to, to people, you know, um, after closing it, some things, some people don't realize like what sort of things they can call me about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the things that clients call me about are like, Hey, I need a good plumber. Hey, I need a good electrician. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to hire a cleaning company. Do you have anybody who's trustworthy that you recommend? Uh, snow removal and lawn care company, um, you know, all those sort of, sort of things. Um, you know, they've owned their house for five years. They're kind of interested. They know the market's gone up. They want to figure out how much it's worth now. Another good reason to reach out to me. Like they, anybody who works through me should not be afraid to, uh, shoot me a call or text and say okay. what's up and give me whatever questions they got. I'm guessing your Rolodex has got quite a few numbers in it. It does now, yes. Um, I, well, I wasn't going to bring this up, but um, good luck this weekend. I'm guessing you're probably leaving immediately after going, coming out of the studio here. Yep, yep, early afternoon. So, okay. Thank you. And uh, if you're wondering, he's going to go down to the cities and beat people up. There we go. Grab the uh, tournament. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck. I hope you win, man. Thank I you. mean, uh, for exciting. Yeah, yeah. All right. Nervous. Hope see you come back all pretty again next time. I'll be fine. All right. If somebody wants to get a hold of realty expert John Brodine, how do they do that, John? 701-213-5428. Follow me on Instagram. Check out my YouTube page. Check out my Facebook business page. I post a lot of good info for first-time buyers, for sellers, for homeowners, all that kind of stuff you'll find on there. All right. There you go. Thank you very much, John. Your realty expert, John Brodine. And that's your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Tell you what, everybody out there watching, have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy the snow we're supposed to be getting tonight. Uh, Don't put the snowblower away yet. Until Wednesday, there you go. Your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast.